0: Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, and with me is my great friend, Joshua Fowler. This podcast is a podcast part of the Ministry League Network of Podcasts, and brought to you by Holly Hill Church of Christ and Goodwood Church of Christ. We're glad you're here.
1: Morning, sunshine.
0: Oh, good afternoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, afternoon for you. Still morning for me. Absolutely. Um, in the in the pre-show, we were talking about the uh, the you know the COVID uh, vaccine. You know the the little chip that everybody's getting installed. That everybody kind of laughs about, but maybe is a little bit scared of. Um, I don't think, and I said it. You know, it affects your DNA. I don't think it actually changes your DNA, but it trains your DNA to look for something that it's not you know customary looking for so just to clarify that for uh for bruce and second clarification i am not an expert i am just reading things because i'm curious and that's just my understanding of it that it's unique in that way so oh absolutely um, what's new in uh, your world besides uh feeling better today i hope
0: oh i feel much better um Kaysen is in the other room and at any given point i might get up and go grab him and uh, bring him in on the show, because he likes the camera. He likes screens. Uh, go figure. Uh, he is my son. and uh, But not not I like more taking pictures than being on the camera, even though I do do, like, videos and stuff. Um, but he loves the screen, and uh, so I know he's my son. But uh, I am uh, excited to be here. Before, we were talking about reactions, and I said I've never had, you know, Ever had a react, and I got you know to a vac. I'm sorry, let's. I've never had a reaction to a vaccine before, and I even got weekly allergy shots growing up for quite some period of time, and they You're even make you those. wait in the room, and you know check my arm. I'm like, why do I have to wait here? My arms never reacted. It's not going to react today. It's no different than last week, or the week before, or the months before, or last year or the year before that, you know, but I remember there was a time when I was dehydrated and I had pneumonia and they were about to send me to the hospital and they're like, we're going to give you a shot and it's going to make you feel like you're going to throw up. So we're going to put the trash can right here. And I was like, "Ah, I'm fine. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to put it here anyway, because you might. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And uh, they hit me with that shot and I was like, oh, oh. And like it hit you like a I mean, it only lasted like five minutes. But and I and I didn't throw up. But it was that nauseous feeling and I was like, What did you just give me? But um it that one only lasted five minutes, not you know, thirty six hours.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and this was for one of your allergy.
0: No, th- no, that one Sessions was for the. No, that one was for when I had pneumonia, and they gave pneumonia. me a shot before I went to the hospital, and they're like, "This will make you feel nauseous." So here's a trash can, and I was like, nah, I'm fine." <laughs> well, nah. apparently doctors know more than I do, you know? Go figure. <laughs> and
1: uh... <laughs> I had I had one of those instances. I was working for at an airport with a um, with a friend of mine who was building. We were actually rebuilding 1950s. Waco cabin biplanes Um, Yes, biplanes And these planes were built out of these little ribs of wood And they were in quarter by quarter strips I was ripping wood into quarter by quarter strips whole series of unfortunate events happened I ended up cutting two of my fingers on the table saw Trying to avoid a dog that was in the shop Oh no And I ended up getting to the emergency room whole another series of tragic events occur where i end up sitting there for almost two and a half hours before they saw me the doctor was like um you kind of nicked your bone here and you're I'm not gonna be able to numb this so this is gonna hurt you might want to lay down and i said no i'm good and so he went and he scraped that bone um and he said are you okay i was like yep yeah, i'm fine and so he did it again and my face went flush and he goes, Lay down and I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> oh I have I have never experienced um, that kind of, of pain. So yeah, there's those, there's Lay those moments where where the people <laughs> around us maybe know a little better than we do about what is coming coming up, right. Yeah.
0: I hate that sometimes though. You know? I know.
1: I, I like being right.
0: <laughs> I like I like knowing you are an better than, that's right that is right
1: um, part of knowing yourself is knowing um, kind of what we're talking about today those areas where we are prone to indulgence right yes. um, what are some things that you just can't get enough of
0: see this is an easy one because I've talked about it before and uh, it's something that uh, I have to watch myself with. But it's pretty much any form of ice cream. Uh, whether it's a bowl of ice cream, whether it's a milkshake, or whether it's not quite the same as ice cream, but it's, you know, like custard, like the, the concretes from Culver's. I mean, it's... Gelato. Gelato. is yeah. good. Um, anything that's cold and creamy I guess you know it's just and frozen you know popsicles uh, I mean it's it's a problem and it's also why I've gained so much weight you know people are like oh the COVID-15 I'm like the (laughs) (laughs) COVID-30 you know what do you mean (laughs) you people must not been taking advantage of this quarantine like I have
1: yeah no kidding well I like to race my body to the full feeling when we're eating, right? So you have that moment where it's like, you know what? I feel full, but that moment where you feel full comes probably five to 10 minutes after you are actually full. Right? So my goal when I'm eating, especially when I'm eating good food is to see how much I can eat until I feel full so that I can feel miserable shortly after that. Right? (laughs) Um, uh, food, food is a problem for me. You know, Part of it is uh, I I just love good tasting food and I don't even have to be hungry to eat it. Um, The other part is I spend a lot of time in the Latin American culture and their eating schedule is different than ours. Um, So I will eat breakfast at 7 o'clock before I come to the office and then I'll meet with Mario like at 10 and they're eating breakfast. And if I'm at his house and they offer breakfast, you eat breakfast because it's the polite thing to do. Um, and who turns down free food? And who, t- especially <laughs> an authentic Mexican breakfast? You know, oh man, with- You have
0: the fried apples, right? Or the the grill, right? No, no, so not apples, bananas, fried bananas.
1: Uh, no. Okay. No, it, I don't do the the pan fried bananas, but we have almost always homemade flour tortillas. Oh yes. Um, we have eggs. We have refried beans. Beans. <laughs> you know all those things that go along with it. It's just really good. The, oh, that's the good. homemade flour tortillas will. I mean, oh, they're awesome. Just say no more, right? Yes. So, uh, food, sports—I um, don't know—the list for me is long of of things where where I am prone to um, indulgence uh, because there, there's a lot of things that really just capture me in that way. And really, it is like like football season ends, and if football season began the next day, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Um. Football is probably the sport for me that is uh, the, the the most tempting in that. I could watch football, officiate football, play football, talk about football uh, year-round. Oh, yeah. And it's just uh, – as soon as the season's over, we're talking about the spring. We're talking about recruiting. We're talking about what's next. We're talking about the draft. How many days until we um, prepare again for the upcoming season? Um there's there's all there's all kinds of areas that I just can't get enough. Um and we live in that culture, right? That says, Hey, you want more? You can have more? Yeah. Um, and uh you know, and that's a that's a problem. What I don't know what it is that's so tempting about indulgence. What it's not like football's gonna run out or we're gonna run out of football. It's not like we're going to run out of food. It's not like the grocery stores are gonna run out of ice cream. Um and it's not like I can't have one nice little bowl now and have another nice little bowl later. So I don't know why it's so tempting to just sit in the moment yeah. and gorge myself, knowing full well that I'm going to be miserable in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, it, I think it could be the fear of missing out. And FOMO, uh, FOMO yes. <laughs> and I'll make a few comments on it, and then I'm gonna go run and get Kason because he is definitely in FOMO stage right now. So <laughs> okay. um, I'm gonna, and you see what I did there? Nice transition to go get Kason. But I want to say it's one of my favorite things I've ever bought, and I bought it at Fred Hardeman's bookstore. And when I saw it at Fred Hardeman's bookstore or in Fred Hardiman's bookstore, I thought I must buy this. Because, one, I agree wholeheartedly. And, two, because it's, it's in Fried Harmon's bookstore, and I can't believe they actually have this. It's a little, like, key holder, or, like, one of those little, you know, glass little trays for keys that you put on, like, a desk or a table. And it says, enjoy life. Think of all the people who passed up dessert on the Titanic. And I thought, this is a great saying. You know, so you should always have dessert because who knows? It's so like Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, I love watching some of his stuff. And people are like, don't you think you're enjoying life or you're loving life to the excess? He goes, I don't want to die hungry. <laughs> you know, I might as well. I going to eat now. What if I die? In, you know, that's kind of what I think. You know, I don't want to miss out. And if I don't have this right now, I may not get it. In five minutes, or I may not get it tomorrow, so I might as well eat for today's and tomorrow's, and make up for what I might lose. And on that note, I'm gonna go get Kason, and I'll let you kind of chime in
1: on that. All right, sounds good. Um, there is a there is something about, um, maybe not necessarily the fear of missing out, uh, but there is this understanding that you know if one is good, um, two is better that maybe something that's either you know kind of built built in our nature or maybe it's a part of the culture that that we're being raised in um is that you know not only can you have more um but you deserve more that this uh this overwhelming sense of of the things that we have gives us a little bit of an identity um that I can have, I can have a whole lot of things, and and my wealth of things is an indication of of my value, of my worth, uh, and that can be true for uh, you know physical and material things. It can also be true for the things that just um, make us feel good. Um, it's it's why you know drug addicts get wrapped into that uh, that that world and that life is because uh, you know if if one circumstance with a drug makes me feel good, then if I can just multiply that, then the experience gets even better. Uh, and, hey, maybe the truth is you're in a house where this actually may be the last pint of bluebell in the house, and there, it depends on your definition of a bowl. Is your bowl one scoop? Is your bowl as much as the bowl will hold? Um, you know, when Heather says, would you like some ice cream? What she's going to go get is she's going to get this little... It's about a half cup sized bowl, and she's going—I know—and she's going to get one scoop of ice cream and she's going to put it in there. I know it is terrible; it is the worst way to eat ice cream. Um,
0: oh no! I scared him when I laughed. <laughs> hey, buddy!
1: Stop, stop scaring your son, man. Um, but she's going to get one little bowl, and then she's going to do something like put apples in it or bananas. And she's going to turn that treat into something relatively healthy. um, Because that's just the way she rolls. If I'm getting a bowl of ice cream, I'm getting a big cereal bowl. And I can probably fit three scoops, maybe four. Because there's a chance that somebody's going to come along behind me and um, eat the rest of it. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to have to go back to the store. Um, So... You know, I, I think part of it is this, this culture that we're living in says not only can you have more, but you deserve more. Yeah, yeah Adam, um,
0: you deserve more.
1: Yeah. And if you deserve it, go get it because nobody can take something away from you um, that you deserve. Um, I, th- I think we also see a real sense of uh, not only value and identity, but, but success, Right. Um, if we have more things, then we have this, um, at least this impression that we are more successful.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've talked to our kids about this before, and Cason's uh, not liking me right now. I'm sorry. This is, this is not ending well for us on this podcast today. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I think of times where the world says how much you have determines how successful you are. And if you don't have so much, then you're not working hard enough.
1: <laughs> uh, I hear the click of the microphone. Um, so there, there's something really interesting, and um, it comes across cultures. If you look at what defines success in our culture, you know, why is it that you know the physical fitness craze is the definition of success in our culture well is it more expensive to eat healthy or to eat poorly it's more expensive to eat healthy Um, you know if you're buying your groceries at Whole Foods it's going to cost you more if you're buying organic it costs you more Um, it's more expensive to eat healthy Um, eating garbage is really cheap um, it's more expensive to be physically fit because that means you can afford to go to a gym and you have a gym membership and you can afford to pay a trainer to keep you physically fit and you can afford a nutritionist that's going to design a um, a, a meal structure, a meal plan for you that's going to keep you in shape. And so this is the image of success in our culture. If you look in Latin American cultures, um, women in Latin American countries generally like guys with big bellies. Because if you have a big belly, that means you can afford enough food to eat in excess. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor people aren't chubby because they don't have enough food to, to get chubby. But, you know, a, a successful man has enough food to feed his family and, and even more to eat because he's got a little bit of belly. So so that shape is the definition of success in many of the Latin American mm-hmm. countries. Um and we see, I think, a lot of that when it comes to indulgence. I think we see that our, our culture's definition of success is is that level of indulgence. Can you afford to do something and to do it to the max? Because yeah. whatever you are doing, doing it to the max is more expensive, right? It's more costly. Um, yeah. I, so I maybe there's a, a, a successful thing that goes along with it. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, so I even think about commercials that we see on TV. What are they telling us? Here's why you have to have this product. Right. Here's why you need this product. And sometimes it's a product I already have, like an iPhone. But I don't have the newest iPhone. <laughs> I'd, or this one. I don't have an iPhone. You know, oh, I want an iPhone, an iPad, a laptop, You a know, MacBook, an iMac. I want all of it. And uh, if you don't have all of it, then you're missing out. Because look how they all work together you know, a lot of companies have been very successful at this by convincing us if we don't have fill in the blank, then then you're the only one without it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes back to the FOMO thing I was talking about, but I also think perhaps this whole thing of it to be successful, if someone walks in a room and they're carrying around the latest iPad and they're wearing super nice clothes, and they're wearing the newest, you know, Apple Watch or smartwatch, whether if they're on Android or are they and they're wearing the the newest Bluetooth earbuds, and they walk in. I'm thinking, man, they've made it in life, <laughs> and and so we've almost equated having stuff with arriving. I've arrived. I finally have stuff but like you said when I go to when I've been on mission trips and I see others who have so much less if you ask them have you made it in life they'll say I have a house and I have food right and and they're just the, to them that's success is ha, you know ha, can I provide for my family and for us that doesn't seem to – in America, that doesn't seem to be enough. And culture has told us or almost convinced us it's not enough just to, to have enough because you could have so much more. It's the same lie all the way going back to the garden. It's mm-hmm. not enough to have the whole garden except for this one tree, right? <laughs> you could have everything and God's just keeping it from you. You could have so much more.
1: Yeah, and the thing about, you know, the promise in the garden is uh if you look in Genesis, you have you have Eden. Yeah. Um but you know, in some shape or form, you know, Satan is present there even in and around the garden. Um And you have this one tree, the tree of life, you know, that God says, hey, don't eat of the tree of life. And then what do you have in Revelation? The tree of life is present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now he's saying now you may partake of the tree of life. Because of God's sovereign will being in place, um, the complete and final victory over evil has been obtained. And now the tree of life is available to all. And so there is this delayed gratification. Again, it's delayed from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning to the end. But it's not like God says you can't have life. Um, he's just saying, do you have the ability to delay gratification until later? Um, and yeah, Bruce says, always wanting more. Um, not a need, but a want. Uh, sometimes, so many times, it is this, this want that comes about. I know when we would go, um, you know, to Honduras. I would, especially first time goers, you know, we'd we'd get ready to leave, and I would say, "Okay, we're getting ready to drive through a country, and you're going to see things that you've never seen before. Uh, you're going to see what you deem to be poverty. Um, you are not driving through poverty. You are driving through life. You're going to feel the temptation to be really sad for these people." Because they don't have what you have at home. They don't want what you have at home. Because they don't know any better. Um, But that doesn't mean that they don't have the same temptation that you and I have to pursue more of what they do have. Yeah. Uh, Because it's just a part of our character. It's part of our nature uh, to want more. Um, To have that appearance of success. Whatever resources are available, I want them all. I want them all at my disposal. Yeah. And and God comes in and says, hey, that's okay. God comes in and says, look, yes, that is your nature. Yes, that is your tendency. And every culture that has ever lived on the face of the earth has said, I want all the resources. I want all the things. He goes, but I'm going to ask you to be content and to trust that I'm going to give you what you need and everything's going to be okay because you're trusting in me. Contentment is found in Christ, right?
0: and and this is this is not a discussion on how to do good missions, but I think you bring up a good point that too often a lot of our mission trips are more of how can we make them more like us Americans yeah. we need to we need to we need to make we need to remake them in our image well hold up how about in his image you know and they don't if it 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 really hit home with me and see i and I haven't been back um i It's not my type of uh, mission trip, not that they're not important, but that they don't fit my talents and what I can do. You know, my talents are more of peopling, uh, not building things, not, Mm -hmm. you know, dropping a a nail in in in, in wood. That's just not my gift. Uh, I don't have – I'm not good at it. And uh being a gopher when a church is paying for you to go just seems like a waste of, of money when they could pay for someone else to go who would be more helpful to the mission of that trip. But I remember when we were building homes for some people in Honduras. Yeah. And um we the whole house was about the size and now I have a I have a good size office here at Holly Hill, but the size house we were building was about was just a, just a little bit bigger than my office. Mm-hmm. And they were bawling because they have a house that will stand now. Or they have a, finally have a house. And I'm looking around, and, and they're going, there's five people living in this space, and it's the size of my office. And that's when it hit me that they were so thankful, and they didn't need to have more. They were just happy to have something they needed. And here I am saying, oh, what I have isn't good enough, isn't new enough, isn't better enough. You know, we're buying them plastic, you know, a plastic table and plastic chairs for their kitchen (laughs) table. We're buying them those plastic mattresses that you see at camps. And they're just super excited. And I'm thinking, this is a lesson in, in contentment. And, and, um, it, and it really it really i think it,
1: i it. think it is I think it is and it isn't okay. um it is for us because of our perception yeah um but the reason they are excited about that is because they don't have it, and yeah. now they do, but here's the thing it's people, countries, nations, <laughs> communities that have less than we do are not immune to this desire for more um just because more for them looks differently than it does for others doesn't mean that it's not there uh, if you go back there and you have a better mattress and a better way of building a better house they're going to want that um they are happy with what is received because it was better than what they had before and you know next year if we can add a room they'd be really happy with that too and they'd be thankful and If you could get a better mattress and a better table and a better chairs, ones that will last, ones that look nicer, they pursue those things as well. Unless and until we learn to find contentment in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars or a million pennies. You want more. Unless we have found our identity in Christ because our identity in culture is wrapped up in more, 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 more. And I think it begins with just what Bruce said, is understanding the difference between what I want and what I need. Um, and defining wants, <laughs> defining wants for exactly what they are, um, <laughs> I, think, I think some of Case's bottle may have just <laughs> Well, processed. I'm going
0: to say, this might not be a podcast that makes it to the podcast channel. I don't know <laughs> uh. <laughs> this so uh. typically i don't have Kason on thursdays his babysitter could uh, had state testing today for those who are watching and um she's been wonderful but today Kason has just been in some type of mood and uh well you guys got to hear <laughs> something very pleasant and uh we just lost any new viewers we would have had they're like what is this i'm out <laughs> i am out yeah. um Kaysen, are you embarrassing no. dad never
1: no so, con- so contentment is is yeah. found when we are able to define our wants for what they are and to trust that god will provide us for with what we need um and it's not about what kind of stuff we have it's about what is it that we are pursuing because that really is the the trouble with with pursuing more is when we are pursuing more 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 we are forgetting You know, that our identity is found in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Our provision is found in Christ. Our comfort, our strength, our peace is found in Him. When Jesus prayed, He goes, Give us today our daily bread. I'm not worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough concern of its own. I'm concerned about today. And what I need for today is going to come from God and from God alone. Um, When we are pursuing more, whether it's experiences or things or reputation or respect or honor, whatever it is, when we're pursuing this constant insatiable desire for more, uh, we're forgetting where where our identity really lies, I think. so.
0: Definitely. And I think you can have, you can be content while also striving to maybe, and I'll say have more, but in a more, content mindset way and what am i mean by that is it's okay to, to chase after uh not to chase but to pursue a higher degree education a, a promotion or uh, you know a higher salary with the understandment that with more also comes responsibility to share more and and, did, and i don't did you and say
1: understandment probably it's, you know, make fun of me.
0: You know what? I
1: just, hey, I like making up new words. It's good. Just making sure I heard you right. Yeah.
0: Well, understanding, understanding. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. So, um, but I, I think we have to understand that we can pursue for more so that we can be in a better position to do more. There are people who are very successful in life who are, who have done a whole lot of what I would say, we could say humanitarian efforts, but I would also say, in under the christian mindset who have served others and been able to do certain missions and fund certain missions because of what they've maybe achieved in life but those people didn't set out to achieve high status necessarily so i think there's something also worth being said i can have contentment by also realizing if i do end up getting more that it's not more for me it's more for me to share with others and, and, and I, I think that that could – that's not the direction we had planned on going, but I think it, it was worth saying for a little bit.
1: Um, you know, so, you know, contentment is all about where I find my identity. Yes. Um, you, know, and, you know, Jerry said, as long as the pursuit does not affect your pursuit of being like Jesus. I like that. Um, success is not a sin. Um, being wealthy is not a sin. Uh, having a lot of things is not a sin. Um, so we have to be mindful of of where it is that we find our meaning, where it is we find our value, where it is we find our belonging. Um, when we are in pursuit of being like Christ, uh, there is a good possibility we may have success along the way. Uh, there is a possibility we may have Opportunities to pursue that excess, that success. God never says, Don't pursue success, don't try to be successful, don't try to accomplish things, don't don't do these things. He just says, just remember that no matter what transpires in this world, your identity is found in me. Your value is found in me. Yeah. Um even Paul says when you know he says, Look, I've learned to be content in all things, um in times of good and times of bad in danger, in times of security, when I had a home, when I was shipwrecked, in all of these times, I have learned the meaning of being contentment. And that is whether things are going well, or whether things are going poorly, whether I have a lot, whether I have a little, whether I am free, or whether I am in prison, there is one thing I know. Jesus Christ is Lord. And, and, and everything else of this world fails in, in comparison in comparison to the surpassing greatness of who Jesus is. And so I think it's all about finding that place where our identity, our value, um, our belonging is in Christ, and we aren't defined by the things that we are pursuing.
0: No, I like that. I like Uh, that. And uh, because I like how you said that contentment is all about where we find our identity. And, and what what jerry might da- you know I, I felt weird what dad um said here <laughs> about you know as long as that pursuit does not affect your pursuit of being like jesus and then I, I like what and he just added this he said god has entrusted me with the things i have it's not mine it's my responsibility to use it to his glory
1: mm-hmm. i think that's
0: exactly right and uh, he, he's given uh, his he's i want you to be good stewards Now, stewardship isn't just about money. It's about our resources, about our time, about our abilities. And he's entrusted us with things, like I said, whether that's money, whether that's a talent you have, whether that's some resources. Uh, Sure, a child that likes to to cause problems in a podcast. He just was not wanting to take a nap during the podcast. And um, we can use those things to glorify God. And, and whether that's just, you know, what, what that looks like, be creative with it. Think right. outside the box. You Don't think, oh, I can only do things this way because we've always done it. Well, there's all kinds of ways we can glorify God with what we've been given. As long as it's not, again, with the identity, not saying, oh, I'm doing this, and maybe I'll serve someone, so then I'll get credit and I'll look good. The, I think the word we've passed around lately is virtue- Singling right virtue signaling. Yeah, and uh, it's not about bragging and saying look how great. I am look at all this great stuff I'm doing it's look what God's doing Mm -hmm. that mindset and it's very similar almost on the surface But it's not similar when you dig down deep
1: Right and you know even in Scripture we see that there is a distinction between being content and being complacent or being lazy You know, Paul tells church early on over and over again, he goes, you need to go to work. Um, You need to be active. You need to be doing things that are productive and active both in society and in the church. And so it's not about just kind of sitting back and and waiting and doing nothing. Um, And so that's why I think it's important to just make that connection between contentment and identity. Otherwise, it becomes way too easy to just sit back and go, yeah, I'm okay with what I got and I'm not going to do anything anymore. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. That's not what God calls us to do. No. You know, he calls us to be fruitful. He calls us to be active. He calls us to be in that space of doing things, uh, just being very, very mindful of the fact that this is not who I am. This is just what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I am a child of God, and I bear his image, and I am his ambassador in this world to proclaim the good news of jesus christ you uh got anything to kind of wrap up before you go take care of your look i don't know how you can say anything negative about that little kid when you look down and you see that little ski slope button nose that just pops up
0: He's just oh he's drooling again i was gonna say look how cute he is but he's he's a he's a mess right now <laughs> aren't you buddy does that hand taste good well everyone on facebook thanks for sticking around and uh, if we end up posting this uh, on the podcast stream, thanks for listening <laughs> through Kason's um, sound and noise machine here. But uh, we'll go, go ahead and, and wrap up for the day unless uh, you have anything to add, uh, Josh. I think it's good. Good deal. Well, we've been thankful you're here. Thanks for joining us today on the Crossways Podcast, where we talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. And we want to remind you of – uh, a great passage from 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. We want to thank the Ministry League for allowing us to be a part of their network of podcasts. And by the way, if you're watching live in two days, this Saturday, there's a special episode of the John and Paul Show. And the Ministry League is going to have some uh, announcements. You should stay tuned. We're super excited about that. But until next week, have a great day. We love you. God does too. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Your dad says hey to Kaysen.
0: Yep. Hey, Kaysen.